You gonna start off? Is Lois on? Yes. Yes, I am. Ah, thank you, Lois. Okay, Denise, you can start the recording. Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to, to this edition of our bi-weekly magazine program, Blind SA Assist. This afternoon, we have only got two sessions. Um, the first would be Lois Fachen, and the second would be Christo de Klerk on training and bookshare. So here's the opportunity for you to ask all your questions you need to know about bookshare. It is my pleasure to introduce the first speaker, Lois Strachan, well-known author, uh, also musician, motivational public speaker, somebody who, who got blind at a, at a very young age, but did not let that get her down and went on with life and is actually showing, is, is serving as a role model to a lot of us. She's going to talk to us a bit about accessible travel, how <clears throat> tips for a blind person who goes traveling. And I know she's done a fair amount of that, and hopefully with Corona, uh, with the lockdown levels uh, getting lighter, we'd be able to start traveling again. Lois, it's over to you. And yes, you are so right. It's going to be a great thing to be able to get back to traveling. In fact, I think I was meant to be in Belgium at this very moment. But life being as it is, sometimes the best laid plans of mice and mitten do not plan out. So, hi everyone. It's great to be here. Thank you for the introduction, Andre. Bless <coughs> you. Um, when I was six years old, I had the dream of going everywhere in the world and meeting every single person in the world. When I became blind at the age of 21, that dream didn't change. And I've been very fortunate since losing my sight that I've been able to continue to travel and continue to indulge my curiosity about other places and other cultures. So what I'd like to do today is just talk a little bit about not just why I love to travel, but a little bit about how I do it, and then also a few of the tools that I use to assist me when I travel. The one thing that Andre didn't mention is that I also host a podcast on accessible travel where I share the stories of persons from across the spectrum of disabilities about their experiences of traveling to different destinations around the world. <clears throat> and we try and bring that out every two or three weeks. We've had, I think, 40. Our 40th episode is coming out tomorrow. And the person who I interviewed is actually on this call. So um, we, we, may, we may be able to get into the more detail about that later on. So the first question that I get asked a lot is why? Why do I love to travel? And if you look at it from one perspective, as someone who is totally blind, why would I spend vast amounts of money traveling to a place that I don't know, out of my comfort zone, where I can't get the full experience of travel? Now, if you ask a sighted person who generally is going to rely most on their sight to 
to enjoy the experience of travel. If you ask them why they travel, they're going to respond something along the lines of, I travel to go and see new places and experience new cultures. And in fact, I still travel for exactly the same reason. I travel to experience new places and new cultures. The only thing that is different for us as visually impaired travelers are the tools and techniques that we use to be able to engage with the concept of travel. So that then leads us on to the next question is how? How do I travel as a blind person? And I'm sure if I were to ask you how you engage with the world around you, you'd say you use your other senses, the sense of touch, the sense of smell, the sense of taste, and of course, hearing as well. And those are the same, tenses, the same senses that I use to build a visual picture of a place when I travel. I want to take one step back, and that is before I travel. I like to read quite extensively about a destination that I'm traveling to. And I'm not just saying a, a, a tour, a travel guide or something like that, but even fictional books sit in the destination that I'm going to be visiting. Because that helps me get a sense of the place I'm going to, of the people, the, the stories that make up that destination. It helps me to get a sense of the culture, the food, what type of people, what type of experiences I'm likely to have. Of course, I do also dig in more to the more factual side to go and learn a little bit about the specific places I want to visit, um, what opportunities there are to experience places and different things while I'm there. But for me, it's a little bit of both, both looking at fiction and nonfiction to start building a framework of what the place is going to be like. So when I get there, that's already in my mind. Then when I'm there, I use my other senses to help fill in the framework and build what I call a multi-sensory perspective of the place. So just as you would every day, sense of hearing. What can I hear? What can that tell me about the place? What can I scent, smell? What, and of course, the big one is touch. And touch isn't just using my fingers or the end of my cane. You can feel things through your feet, through all parts of your body. It all gives input that helps add into the picture of this place that I'm visiting. And I think touch is probably the, the best way to get a sense of the place that I'm visiting for the first time. Yeah, um, also, food plays a huge role. I love trying to experience the place I'm visiting, the culture, by trying some of the food. Now, that's a little bit difficult for me because I'm a vegetarian and a fussy vegetarian. So I'm not going to be the one trying any meat dishes or seafood or anything like that. And I'm going to be quite careful about what I do eat. And I have had some rather amusing situations where 
I have landed up ordering a meal and getting something totally different from what I expected I was going to get, sometimes with some rather disastrous results. But all, all of those senses, all of the, the input that I gain from my senses really do help me to get a good image of the place that I'm visiting. And a lot of that is what I bring back. And when I write my blogs and when I write um, in the, the books that I write, I talk a lot about travel. So what are some hints and tips that I can share with you about travel? The first thing is, now I tend to prefer to be quite organized. So I have lists and I have lists and lists. And my lists are very detailed. I've got a standard list that is what I would usually take with me, clothing-wise, medication-wise, um, the technology I take with me when I travel, everything to do with that, and anything that I take with me for entertainment as well. And that's on a pretty standard list. That standard list I then adjust according to exactly what travel I'm doing. So if I'm going to go overseas to speak at a conference, I need to make certain that I've got slightly more formal clothing. I need to know if there's a smart dinner affair at the conference that I'm expected to be at, because that also has an implication on what clothing I take with me. I also do a lot of research into the weather in the destination that I'm going to at the time of year that I'm going. And that also helps me decide what gets left on the list or added or removed. Because, well, let's put it this way. I was sitting in a restaurant one day in Greece in a very small town called Nafplio, which is about an hour outside of Athens. And an American tourist walked in and she was dressed very kind of, she was in shorts and t-shirt because she had expected that the weather was going to be consistently hot in Greece. Luckily, I had checked the weather and I knew that the at daytime temperature was going to be about 14, 15 degrees and the evening temperature was going to be about 10 degrees. But that poor woman hadn't done that and had made an assumption that it was going to be hot and had brought entirely the wrong clothing. So that's why I'm very clear about checking the weather what it's likely to be like when I'm there. And also, just to be cautious, taking a few things in case the weather changes. Having said that, when I went to India last year, I did not need the jersey that I packed just in case. The average temperature was about 35 degrees. So it was a lot hotter than I'd anticipated. So that's the one thing that I say is, is about lists. and. It also includes the travel documentation that I'm needing. I do try to keep a very clear or easily accessible list of contact details for the places I'm staying, any contact people that I need to know, any emergency numbers, anything like that I keep with me and it travels with me on my book reader and it also travels with me on my iPhone. So that's one Hint, I find that having a list that really details everything that I'm going to have with me 
helps to relieve a lot of the stress of travel. While I'm a guide dog user, I tend to travel with my guide dog when I'm traveling within South Africa. If I go overseas, I don't take my guide dog with me. I think mostly it makes it a little bit easier for me. Um, I also think it's often hard to travel a long distance. It's a bit tough on the dog. Um, and then not knowing what to expect when we arrive wherever we're going, that can be, I think, quite hard on the dog. So she gets to have a few weeks on holiday, which she hates. And we get to be able to know that we've left her in, in good hands and she's safe. And we don't have to take things with her for her and things like that. What other hints can I give you? Well, I can tell you about a few of the apps that I use. First is, is GPS apps. And I think, you know, there are a lot of GPS apps available on both the Android and the Apple platforms, iOS. My advice on that is to find one that you like that works for you, because there are so many. But a really good piece of advice on this one, if you are testing an app, test it while you are still in your home environment. Get familiar with it and learn how it works because you don't want to be in a strange destination, particularly if you're in a country where they don't speak the same language and then discover that you have to learn to use an app and it can be confusing. So use it in and around your home environment where you're comfortable, where you don't have a much risk associated with getting a bit lost because you know through your normal O&M skills where you are and how to get back to where you need to be. So I do tend to use GPS apps. I've only really recently started using those, but they are a very useful tool. I also find, since we know data is really expensive here, that having a GPS app that has uh, maps and the ability to work without an internet connection, without data, that is a good idea as well. And there are several of those available. A related app, I mean, there's a new one that's recently come out, which I've been seeing a lot of communication about, which is both for indoor and outdoor communication. I think it's goodmaps.com. Um, but there's another one for internal um, inside navigation, although it can be used outside as well, I believe, which I think is called Clue, but I can't remember how that's spelt. I can check that on my phone if anyone's interested. And something like that is quite useful for helping to navigate around a hotel, a B&B, anything like that, particularly when you first arrive and it's an unfamiliar place. So those are some apps you can use. For quite a while, I've had access to a free app called Say Hi, S-A-Y-H-I, which I find is a useful app because you are able to speak to the app in your language and it will automatically translate and speak back in a second language. Unfortunately, that does need an internet connection. It does need data, but there are 97 different languages available on Say Hi. It does have English, 
Afrikaans, and I think it has Swahili. Sadly, it doesn't have any other of our national languages. Those three it does have. I also see on iOS 14 that there is a new app called Translate, which is part of iOS, and it does a similar thing, but it has the ability to do the same thing without an internet connection. It's got fewer languages, but it is at least more accessible from, from that aspect, that you're able to download the, the voice dictionaries and things like that. And that looks like it's quite a, a good app. I was looking at it on my husband's phone yesterday and just playing around with it a little bit. And it looks like it could be a really useful app. So that's GPS apps. That is the language apps. I think those are the main tools that I, that I use when I'm um, traveling. I think the other advice to, to really give you is to say that, as we know in our own environments, the better your O&M skills are, the easier it will be for you to navigate an unfamiliar environment. And it's something that I've been learning. I'd usually travel with my husband who is sighted which has some implications. It means that I'm able to move around quite easily, but we don't always want to do the same things. So I've been brushing up on my own O&M skills, which to give myself more independence when we travel. So if you've got any specific questions about specific countries, I've, I've traveled to 22 countries on four different continents since losing my sight. So I might be able to answer some specific questions, but otherwise, if you have some more general questions about travel, I'd be more than happy to answer those. Any questions for Lois before I thank her for an excellent presentation? Ross? Yes, hi, Lois, can you hear me? I can, Rose. Hi, good to meet yes. you. Hi, good to meet you too. Um, you partially answered your question that you sometimes travel with your husband, but when you are on your own, do you find you have to, do you have any requirements for the hotel? Do you have, is there any, um, you know, sometimes people react differently or places react differently. Do you find you like to, or they like you to let, them know that uh, you have a disability or do you just find it's just easier to turn up and use your own skills? I think it really depends. Um, the, the benefit of giving advanced information that you have a disability has advantages because then they know to expect that, that you might require a little bit of extra assistance and things like that. Particularly if you're traveling with a guide dog, I think that is quite important to let them know about that requirement. The danger of that, and I don't think it matters whether I'm traveling alone or with my husband, is that people often make huge assumptions about disability. And I was just thinking about, I've arrived at quite a famous sort of international hotel in Vienna and they said 
oh, you're disabled. That means you can't use the lifts, you can't use the stairs, you have to be on the ground floor because it has a wheelchair lift, a, wheel, a wheelchair shower. Airlines, same thing. They believe that if, I just, if I'm blind and require a meet and assist, that obviously means I'm going to require a wheelchair as well and that I can't climb stairs. So it doesn't matter whether I'm traveling on my own or with somebody else. There are going to be different things that come up when you engage with a hotel, when you engage with any service provider. And often it's a question of holding your temper, smiling sweetly, and just speaking and explaining what you need, often twice. Does that answer the question at all, Roz? Yes, thank you very much. Uh, I think that's, that you've answered that. They do make assumptions. I've, I think we've all experienced that on flights and, and, and had some very strange experiences. So thank yes. you Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pleasure. Thanks. Yeah, thanks very much. We all have to be assertive at my talk and talk because the amount of times I was offered a PAU or a wheelchair oh, yeah. or things like that. And yeah, it happens. Any further questions? I don't have any hands at the, uh, sorry, Christo? Hi, hi, Lois. Um, hi, Christo. It's good, to, good to hear you again. You didn't yes. hear me with me some time ago. And interestingly enough, that was my very first experience of Zoom. Now in <laughs> lockdown, we've practically become Zoom experts. Um, not, not a question, just a two points the the clue app the clue is spelled c-l-e-w thank you I, yes i have played around with it and yes i think it can be pretty useful a gps my favorite app is one on ios called here we go why i like it um, it is quite accessible but why i like it is that you can download maps and that you don't have to use expensive data in other countries mm. So when I travel abroad, I load the maps of the countries I'll be visiting before I leave. And when I get there, I can use the app with, without having to worry about data. Uh, thank you. That's all I wanted to add. Well, thanks, Christian. And I think that's a very important point. And that's the kind of thing that you don't want to get there to the destination and then suddenly discover that your GPS app doesn't work without an internet connectivity. So very definitely look for an app that does have um, offline maps. Several of them do. I think Google Maps does as well. And um, as, as Christy says, just repeat the name. Here, here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. Great. Thank you very much for reminding me of that app. Because, yes, it did come up in the podcast interview that we did. Just yeah. to quickly talk about the, the podcast. If anyone is interested in searching for the podcast, it's called A Different Way of Traveling, and it's available on any of the usual podcast players. If you just search for A Different Way of Traveling, it'll come up and you'll be able to find the 40 episodes. Well, 39 until tomorrow. And um, that, that 40th episode will be coming out then. And I'd love for you to listen to it and to hear some of the stories we shared. And as Christy said, he was, I think, the third interview that I did. Yes, thank you. Um, I, I did forget about the podcast. In fact, I follow it. 
And just for, for, for anybody's info, for everybody's info, and if you can spare it to people who are not there, I've also started podcasting now, All Blind SA Events. And if you want to listen to today's episode of Blind SA Assist, you can just search for Blind SA Assist later tomorrow. So I'm going to upload it as soon as I have a recording. And this will then also be available on podcast for everybody to listen to. Lois, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm hoping that we can have you on board again, because I know you've got lots of things to talk about. So please do not forget about Blind SA Assist. Keep in touch with me. And, and I'm looking forward to your next presentation on whatever you can present about. Maybe you can tell us about how to write a book. Um, I mean, that's something I, I often talk of to you. Or how to start your own blog or something like that. Thanks for a very interesting and informative presentation. Well, thanks so much for the opportunity to be part of today's episode of the Blind SA Assist. And I'm looking forward to hearing what Christy has to share with us as well. Thank you. Now it's over to Krista for the rest of the session. Um, we may have some more sessions on this because it is a huge project that Blind they say has, has launched uh, for the benefit of all visually impaired. Krista can now start with uh, our bookshare training and answer maybe questions that people have about bookshare. Over to you, Krista. Thank you, Brother Andre, and good afternoon, everybody. Yes, this is an exciting new venture of Blind SA. Having Blind SA Bookshare being developed, which will go live and be launched on Blind SA's 74th birthday, being the 26th of October. We are open for membership applications, but as mentioned, we're going live on the 26th. So, uh, there is still a while, but it will be nice to get everything up and going and your applications uh, registered so that when we go live, you can download your first books. Now, let's start with the membership application. It's a fairly simple process. You can either go onto Blind Essay's website, which is at uh, blindessay.org.za, and then find Bookshare on our main page and on the next screen you will find the form that can be downloaded. You can fill it in and um, you can then submit it. Otherwise, if you do not want to do it that way, you can write an email to bookshare.membership at blindsa.org.za and our kind Denise can send you the application form. It's a Word document. It's not a difficult thing to fill in and return it to her and it will all be fine. Now, one aspect that we have been asked about is the proof of disability because copyright legislation the world over wants us to be able to prove disability because that is why we get the copyright exemptions. Now this we made as easy as possible and also that it, it should not cost you any money. Yes, you can get a, a doctor's letter, that, that would be fine, but if you don't want to go to a doctor, if you don't 
have a medical aid if you if you don't feel like paying there are other methods uh, if you are a member of one of the member organizations of blind sa you can just ask somebody on the exco of your membership organization to verify that you are have have a, a visual disability if you're not a member uh, if you um, belong to a church or some such organization you can get a letter from your religious leader to verify um, so any any of these methods as long as we can show that you have a visual disability you can apply for membership now bookshare's membership goes wider bookshare's membership is open to everybody with any reading disability also in other words people with dyslexia or people who cannot hold a book but we are starting out with membership for visually disabled persons only we will review at a later stage and so far membership applications are, are going well Denise is capturing them and she is available to respond to any queries you may have fine now what happens if you're a member if you're a member you have access and i see on their website that they have over 900,000 publications close to a million publications unfortunately due to our government not having ratified the marrakesh treaty we do not have access to all of those yet but we have access to a substantial number i think um, according to the the people at benetech who own bookshare there are around 150,000 books to which we do not have access we have access to to the rest so um help us lobby pressurize government uh, speak in the media do whatever to urge our government to get up off its hands and to ratify the marrakesh treaty so that we can have access to to the whole library now the library will also contain books that are produced by braille services all new books produced by braille services will go into the library and we also have a project where we are converting existing material into formats that we can upload onto bookshare which leads me to what formats there are traditionally there were daisy three books on bookshare only but then it was expanded currently the formats that that are available will be daisy three now the daisy three can be either text only or or text and audio there are also books available in grade two braille format which means that if, if you're a, a, a braille reader and we would like to promote that you can download those books and then transfer them to your electronic braille device like um, like the braille me that we have or the braille note or 
Braille Sense or whatever refreshable Braille display you have, and then you can read your books in Braille. Uh, let me just make the point here that if you have an Orbit Reader or a Braille Me, um, yeah, now these are uh, those machines normally uh, you cannot directly load a Daisy book onto, you've got to convert them or convert the book into either text format or into a grade 2 Braille, either BRL or BRF format before you load them um, onto a day onto a, um, a braille me or an orbit reader you can you can download the books in grade 2 braille file then you do not have to do any conversion you can read them on the machines we um, are also looking at uploading epub files that is actually my preferred format in which to read books because generally uh, the navigation in those books is as the author intended them to, it to be. Uh, you can navigate with great freedom in, in EPUB books and they are very accurately marked up normally. So it's a pleasure to read EPUB. Um, they are still working on, on audio books only. Then also there, there are uh, DAISY 2 audio formats, those are like the books that you get on CDs from the SA Library for the Blind in Grahamstown. Now, although those books can be read on your phone with apps like Voice Dream Reader, there is a bit of a bug with downloading directly into your, into Voice Dream Reader and into uh, Easy Reader. I'll talk more of the apps in a while. But what you can do, you can download those DAISY 2 books uh, onto your computer, onto um, a desktop or laptop, and then from there you can, through Dropbox or whatever other means, you normally transfer files from your computer to your uh, phone, transfer those books, and the readers will read them perfectly. It's just with the DAISY 2 audio format that is a bit of a download bug currently. Um, I have raised it with the developers at DAISY and I trust they are looking at it. Now if you, I'm, I'm not going to show you now how to download books on, on a Windows machine, simply for the reason that the um, our portal site is being developed and will be launched on the 26th. Um, I don't want to show you on the Bookshare site itself because it might not be the same as our site. Um, once our site is launched, uh, we will have more sessions and help people to navigate it, but really it, is, it will be um, a speech-friendly, easy-to-use site. What I am going to show you, though, is how to download Bookshare books onto your phone. Uh, and I'm using an iPhone and I'm going to show you two different apps. Before I get there, let's just talk on about how you can read downloaded books on a PC, on a desktop or laptop, Windows machine. There are a few options. If you're a JAWS user, you already have a DAISY reader. It comes with JAWS. It is called FS Reader. 
it reads daisy books and it's a it's a very good daisy reader it has good documentation so it's not necessary for me to teach you how to use it you can simply read the documentation and in anticipation of what is coming you may as well take the time now and look at fs reader and read its documentation as i say it comes with jaws mahala even if you're not a jaws user download and install a demo and then you delete jaws and you're still left with fs reader so you can still have it and still use it for free another option uh, is an older program by daisy consortium it's called ami ami is spelled a-m-i-s with the french the french somehow leave off most of the last letters of words so it's pronounced ami um, it's a reasonable daisy player i'm not ecstatic about it and they probably also not because they haven't been developing it for some time so i'm just mentioning that it is there and now you can forget about it uh, the other program that i can highly recommend um, you can also get from the daisy consortium it is a program called dd reader so fs reader and dd reader are the two options uh, DD Reader is, is a very different program from FS Reader in that it is what we call a self-voicing program. So it doesn't use your screen reader and it doesn't use your screen reader's voice. It uses whatever voice you have on your computer that you tell it to use. And it, it has its own navigation uh, features, so it's not using your screen reader, except and this is an important thing you cannot get away completely without a screen reader because in some of its standard dialogues like if you press uh, an o for open when you want to open a file itself voicing does not support the open dialogue in the open dialogue your screen reader will speak to you so there you will select your file um, and then the file gets imported into your library in dd reader and in future then to access that file you will simply use dd reader itself to get your file from the um, library and to navigate through it it has very very good navigation it follows the navigation um, which had been marked up in the document itself and it has good facilities you can get at the text if you read a book and you you hear a name or a word that you you don't know and you want to see the spelling you stop it at the point and you have immediate access to the text to see how the word or the name was spelled that sort of thing it's it's a very good program and i say as i say it is free now fs reader and dd reader are primarily daisy book readers as i mentioned earlier my my preferred format is epub how do you read epub uh, books again there are two programs that you can use on a windows machine both of them are free and both of them are good one is called balabolka it is a, a russian word I've forgotten the meaning of it now. Uh, something like it's a little trifle. Um, and the other one is called Bookworm. Bookworm is a program specifically written for blind people. 
so it is 100% accessible. Um, but of the two, I prefer to use Balaboka. They are both really good EPUB readers. They have all the navigational features and many other, and um, they also read other types of documents as well as EPUB. And what they can also, well, what's, what Balaborka can do is it can convert a book into audio for you. So it can, if you give it um, a book in uh, EPUB or in text format, you can then convert it into TTS audio. That is handy for something like um, Afrikaans, for example, or, 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 or no, they, they, well, there are screen readers now for Afrikaans, but if you don't have a, a decent screen reader for, for Afrikaans, for example, um, what you can do is um, to use an Afrikaans language and then convert the file into Afrikaans uh, and then con transfer that to your cell phone if you want to read it on your cell phone. You know, cell phones and iPhones, for example, do not have Afrikaans screen readers, but that is one way in which you can read an Afrikaans book on your cell phone is by making an audio, Afrikaans audio file from, from Bella Balka. So those are also two very good programs. Um, I use Balabolka mainly for, for reading Afrikaans books. Now let us look at, at the iPhone. Uh, the two best programs, well, there are three programs that you can use to, to read books from Bookshare. Um, two of them are paid for and one is free. The free program is one from Dolphin Systems. It is called Easy Reader. Easy Reader is, is an Easy Reader. It is a very nice program. And it directly connects to a whole series of libraries. And I'll show you that in a while. Then Bookshare itself has a program called Read to Go. That's read and the digit two and go. I haven't tried that yet because they don't have a demo version and I didn't feel like forking out 300 Rand for it. While there are cheaper and, and free options available, but it is there, it is available. The one I prefer to use is Voice Dream Reader. There are a few reasons why I prefer to use it, even though it is not a free program. Um, it is part of the Voice Dream suite. A Voice Dream Reader, if you buy it on its own, it will cost you around 130 Rand, I think. If you buy the suite, the suite costs 230 Rand, and that will include Voice Dream Writer, which is a, a, a very good text edit, editing program, and it will also include Voice Dream Scanner, which is an excellent OCR scanner that you can use to scan read documents and have them imported into Voice Dream Reader and then listen to them. 
or a very important feature also of voice stream scanner is that it can convert those image PDFs in, into understandable text. So because voice stream reader has these additional features, um, I prefer it to easy reader, even though it costs uh, a bit of money. Uh, I was very lucky that a special one was half price when I bought it. So I was very happy about that. But it can read documents in many different formats. It can read DAISY. It can read DAISY 2 as well as DAISY 3 without any problems. It can read PDF. It can read text and rich text. It can read docs files. It can read PDFs. And you can even play your music on it because it also does MP3 or MP3 books. So you can really listen to a lot of different types of material on it. I'm going to start by showing you a voice stream reader, but specifically now related to Bookshare. Open voice stream reader. Add button. <clears throat> it's okay. It says add button. It opens the program when you first use it, opens into your library. In the library, I have a list of the books, and I probably have almost 100 books in my library here. At the top left corner is the add button that you heard now. It spoke add when I opened the, the program. That is the add button allows you to add books to your library and you can add them from various sources. I'm going to double tap on add now to show you. Add document heading. Okay. And I'm going to swipe to the right. Close button scanner. You can add from the scanner as I uh, mentioned earlier. If you add from a scanner, it will add your scanned document or it will add PDFs. File browser. Okay. Uh, Windows has the files, uh, Windows, um, iOS has the files app, so you can add documents from there, the documents that are in your files app. Clipboard. Or from the clipboard you can add. Dropbox. From Dropbox, if you, once you've connected to Dropbox, it creates a folder in Dropbox called Voice Dream. And then when you want to transfer documents from your computer to Voice Dream Reader, you dump them in the Voice Dream folder in, in Dropbox. And then if you should double tap here where it says Dropbox, it will list the files that you have in that folder on Dropbox and you each one has a download button, you double tap on that, it will then bring that file down into your library. Bookshare. Now, Bookshare is not originally listed here. Gutenberg. Um, I'll come back to that now. Project Gutenberg is the next one. Uh, that is uh, Project Gutenberg, for those few people who might not know, is a vast online library of some probably about 60,000 books, which are out of copyright. So they tend to be older books, but you can directly link from there and download uh, Project Gutenberg books. More. There's the more button. Now, 
originally your screen would look like this, except Bookshare won't be there. So what you would do is you would double tap on more. If we do that. Content sources, heading. And there are more content sources. Edit button, close button, scanner. Scanner, file browser, file browser, clipboard, clipboard, Dropbox, Dropbox, Google Drive, Google Drive, Bookshare, Bookshare, settings, Evernote, Evernote, Pocket, Pocket, settings, Instapaper, Instapaper, settings, legacy web browser, legacy web browser, content sources, heading. I'm just going content back source, there edit, button. because it is in that list. Done. Content sources, done. Button, content sources, done. But close, button. Let me just close that. Add button. Now, Add document. Um, when you want to use Bookshare for the first time, you would go to Add as we did, and Close. then go Close. to the go to the More button, and then um, then um, on the next screen you would find Bookshare, and you would select it, and it will bring it to the first screen to the ad screen now. Pause, but pause, button, adjustable, um, scanner, file browser, clipboard, Dropbox, Bookshare. And that is how it is listed in my now, Bookshare is listed in the ad. So if I now want to go, if you want, if you then double tap on that, if you go to Bookshare, if you do that for the first time, you will be asked for your credentials. Your credentials is what you will set up when you create your account so you they will use your email address and a password you will then be asked here for your email address and password but that is a once off you do that this once only and not every time you want to go and download books so i did that if i'm going to double tap here now it's going to communicate directly with bookshare and it's not going to ask me for credentials Popular. Fox search. Close. Button. Bookshare. Heading. Okay. So there's the Bookshare heading. Close button. And then if I flip. Search. Search field. There's a search field. If you know an author or the book, the name of the book that you want to look for, or the name of the author, you would type it in there. Popular. Folder. Button. Okay. Uh, now the next is a list of categories. And the categories are like. Um, popular, latest, latest school grades, school, school grades, categories, Fold periodicals, download history, download history, um, Folder, but periodic categories. Okay, these Folder, are top button. level categories, but if you go onto the categories uh, folder here, it will give you a whole big list more of specific subjects that you can then select and you can then browse through by category the periodic download download history download history if you double tap on that it will show you the books that you've already downloaded they are kept in in your history for a while i think for a month or so so if something happens you need to re-download it you can easily just do it from your history again uh, let's double tap that see if download history folder greek passion nikos kazanzakis Download button, John Fowles. Download button, The Journals. John, download button, The Rock Garden. Nikot, download button, Still Life, A.S. Byatt. 
download download button. There are a few books that I have downloaded with each ha having a download button. Back button. Let's just go back, back here. Dimmed. The back dim book share heading close button search search field. Okay. <clears throat> now let's go and search. Uh, I have Embraille on my phone, so if I double tap on the search field, it opens up Embraille as my keyboard. Embraille, search field, is editing, sir. Comma, delete, comma. Okay, now I can type in the name of an author or a book. So, let us think of an author. Let us say, uh, oh my goodness. Okay, let's say John Fowles. J-O-H-N, John, F-L-L-E-S, Fowles, popular, folder, download, button, search by, full text, ISBN, author, button, two, selected, title, button, one, author, button, two or four. Okay, let's select author. Selected, author, two or four. ISBN, but Daniel Martin. John Fowles. Okay, so you can select by SBN, uh, ISBN, author or title, or, or from the text itself. So I've selected author and I. Search by author, John Fowles, 48 results. So there's 48 results. Daniel Martin, John Fowles, download button, Mantissa, Panther BKS, John Fowles. And there's my list of books. Download button. When I double tap on the download, it will download it directly into Voice Dream Reader. John Fowles, cancel. John Fowles, John Fowles, search by author, no. title, button, what title, button, selected, author, title, cancel, button. There's cancel out of here. Download history, back, dimmed, button, back, <laughs> dimmed, back, bookshare, head close, button. Button. Okay, and that, that is a, a, a brief walkthrough how to get the books into Voice Dream Reader on your phone. Let's have a quick look at Easy Reader. Open Easy Reader. Loading. Easy Reader in progress. Search field. Okay, you've immediately brought to a search field. Search book information button. My Cuban. Book information, the French Lieutenant, John Fowles, book information, the journals, John Fowles, book information, John Fowles, Margaret Reynolds, book information, button. So, uh, immediately you also take into your list of downloaded books. Now, Return to side menu, button. there's a, an icon at the top left of the screen called side menu. I'm going to open the menu now. Easy reader, my books, button, Aunt Julia, Aunt Julia, my books, manage libraries. We go manage libraries. Bookshare. Epic books. Project Gutenberg. Uh, yeah, we've got the list of the, the, this uh, app connects to a whole lot of libraries. For most of them, you need a subscription. Um, of course, our uh, bookshare will be list here as well and it will be free subscription so the library is currently here bookshare. bookshare is there ipa books. books is another that's uh, that's a free one you can connect to but it doesn't have many books project gutenberg project gutenberg is here also that we mentioned at the um in voice dream reader Delvin library 
my newspapers button, my clipboard texts about and help button, my dolphin account button, side menu button, my about my clip, my news dolphin. These library. are just the libraries I selected. There was another option called manage libraries where they have a whole list and you pick the ones that you will be using. So, project Gutenberg, Epic Books, Bookshare. Let's go to the Bookshare one. I have that one selected in my list of, of active libraries. And here again, for the first time, you will ask, be asked your credentials, uh, but it's not going to ask you that every time after that. Waiting for, in progress, in progress, waiting for, Bookshare C, Bookshare CJ, Bookshare, side menu, side menu, Bookshare, head, logout, but search field, my reading lists, my history, latest, popular, ISBN lookup, browse by category, browse by grade, browse by grade. Okay, there again, you have various ways of finding a book, browse by category, look up by ISBN, and so on. And there's also a search field where you can type in what you're looking for, and it will find it, it will connect, and you download it, and it brings it directly into EasyReader. Couldn't be simpler. Um, Mr. Chair, I think, uh, let me stop waffling, let me rather then entertain any questions or, or uncertainties or things that, that were not clear. Thanks, Krista. Um, very good presentation. Let's handle some questions. Yeah. You're on mute? Yeah. Mena, all right. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can. Yeah. Uh, I would like to get the spelling of uh, Parabolka. Uh, Parabolka. Uh, <laughs> one for Ipa Breeder. Firstly, I would also like to comment the presentation. It was very good. Yeah. Uh, much appreciated. What is it about Bella Bolka? The spelling. The spelling, please. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Yes, it is. It is uh, almost like you would spell it in any African language also. B-A-L-A-B-O-L-K-A. Bala Bolka. Bala Bolka. Bolka. All one word. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks very much. Pleasure. Right. Any further questions? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Um, uh, strangely enough, Bala in, I think, is a Sutu means read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Bala Bolka. Um, yeah. so, um, are there different languages available on Bookshare? Yes, uh, there, there are different languages. Um, what I've seen is a lot of books in, in Spanish because of the, the proximity of Spanish speakers in, in the United States. Oh, yes. And also French probably, <clears throat> mainly because of the, the French speakers in, in Canada. Um, 
there may be others, but I, I, I have not seen others yet. Thank you. For Rosa? Flapping it Yes, can, can you hear me? Yes. Can, um, can all this be done on Samsung, on a Samsung phone as well? Uh, yes, it can be. I'm, I'm unfortunately not an Android expert at all. I, I did ask about it on uh, a NAPSA list, and uh, there's a guy called uh, Jacob Kruger, who's, who's an expert there. Uh, he knows a lot about Android. And yes, he, he reads uh, EPUB books, and he, I know you can also read DAISY books, but I don't know what the apps are called, unfortunately. I, I don't know. Um, and, and when you say I, the, I the Braille in, do, does it... Does actually the Braille letters come on or the Braille dots pop up or, or is it just a Braille keyboard? Yeah. When you say um, Braille the, something like the Braille Me and the Orbit Reader. And now, when you Braille read just pen. now, you said you called up the Braille do, uh, keyboard. Oh, when, when I was typing in, I was typing, yes. pressing keys on, I was pressing on the screen itself. Yes. So it's an app. Oh, the normal, okay. Yeah, it's it's just an app, and you arrange your fingers as the keys would be in you. Thank you very much. It's a very, very good app. I spoke to an Android user, a friend of mine, the other day, um, Voice Dream. Of course, Reader, I don't know about the others, are available for Android. Um, I've actually seen it working on Android, so you can consider that as well. Um, there is a Daisy Reader for Android. I the Android front. I just cannot remember the name, but we can always we, we will have some more sessions on book reading, definitely in future. I, I speak under correction. I speak under correction, but I think Easy Reader is also available on Android. Yes, Easy, yeah, open Easy Reader. You're quite correct. That's available on yeah. Android as well. That also gets used. Is that Okay, I wanted to assist. On Android, we do have Voice Dream Reader as well as Ad Voice Reader, uh, amongst other readers that are there. But maybe, uh, yes, um, a search needs to be done as to how, uh, which others are there. But we do have the voice stream reader as well on Android. It does work. Uh, well, what's the name of that speaker? Uh, we have... Is it Munati? Oh, yes. yeah. Munati, yeah. can I ask you, uh, I, do you use a voice stream reader on Android? Are you using it yourself? Yes, uh, I do use it. I do use it. Uh, because we, we are looking for somebody to, when we launch, we want to do a bit of a demo of the various programs. And we are looking for somebody to do an Android demo. Um, maybe we must look, uh, can you, in the meantime, look through your voice dream reader to see if um, Bookshare is, is an available library on it? Okay, I think it's there, but I'm in the, I can just safely say this, I would not be in the position because uh, in about a week's time, I'll be going back to work. So 
the, the time at which the blind assist activities take place, I would not be in the position to be participating. Okay, the, the launch is going to be at a different time, but then you will still be at work. The launch yeah. is going to be on the 26th of October at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. maybe I'll get a recording to listen to, but I can uh, you, you, We can even do that. Mm-hmm. You can even record a, a demo. Yeah. Um, and, and, and see if you, you know, if you can then show how to connect to Voice Dream on, on Android because we, we are a bit, mm. a, a bit lacking in, in that knowledge at this stage. All right, all right. I'll see what can happen there. All right, no problem. Thanks, Benati. Um, any other further questions? Comments? Um, Denise seems to be cutting out. We've got Zach. He doesn't want to answer. Okay. Lois? Lois? Hi, thank you. Christo, this may be a really strange or silly question. Is there a time limit within which you have to read any of the books that you download from Bookshare? I mean, like a typical library, you have two weeks to read the book. Does Bookshare run along that line, or do you have unlimited time to read any of the books you download? That is a very good question, because there is another library service called Overdrive, the SA Library for the Blind links to Overdrive, and you, any of you can also join Overdrive through your provincial libraries. But what is really an issue with Overdrive is that you have the book for two weeks only and it expires. And very often, I'd I'd like to see anybody read Les Miserables in in, uh, two weeks. Um, Now, with Bookshare, you can keep the book forever if you like. The book, uh, let me just say, the book is watermarked. It uh, is directly identified with you. So don't give it to somebody else because it Somebody else will give it to somebody else again, and in the end, they're going to catch you and give you orange overalls. Um, so, <laughs> it, uh, you know, the bookmark, the, the, the watermark links the book to you for copyright purposes, but you can keep the book and have it for as long as you like, and it's, it's not copy protected in, in any way. You can read it on whichever device suits you best. Thank you. Jeremy? Uh, let me just, yeah, hang on. Jeremy, you're sorry, yeah, 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 I'm sorry, sorry. I'm actually accidentally muted myself. Sorry. Um, oh, okay. That overdrive, I've never heard of that overdrive. Uh, Christo, mm-hmm. is, that, um, is that for audio books? I know overseas they've got that, those sorts of things where they give you two weeks to read a book. That overdrive, okay. is that? Yeah. Overdrive, you, you join through your provincial library. You, you've got to go to physically go to a library and become a library member. Now, that normally doesn't cost anything. You get a library mm. card with a number and use your member number then to, um, to register with the Overdrive service. They have books in EPUB. Uh, you normally have a, a choice between EPUB and PDF if it's a text-based book but they also have 
audiobooks. The, ma <laughs> the majority are EPUB and, and, and PDF. So the minority is, is uh, audio, but they are, they are there. As I say, the limit is two weeks, then they expire. And then you've got to, um, you've got to uh, request them again. But um, it's, you know, then have one copy of a book sometimes. If it's a very popular book, they may have two or three books. But sometimes uh, they, you have to be on a waiting list while the book is with other people. So okay. that is a bit of a schlep. Thank you. I actually had another question. I, I, that wasn't, I was just asking that incidentally. Um, but the question I wanted to ask was, oh, not a question, it's a statement. I understand, you know, in terms of Bookshare, accessing Bookshare, um, that the Victor stream that we have and the other Victor products yes. also have easy access to Bookshare as long as you put your yes. credentials in. Is that, that correct? That's correct. Yes, it's correct. And is that easy yeah. to access from there? I haven't done it yet because I'm not a member yet, but... I mean, you know, is it easy from the uh, Victor stream? Have you, do you any knowledge of that? Um, I, I don't have a Victor stream. I, I don't know if you can download books directly into it or if you first, I, the one I know is a device called the BookSense. Where the, the BookSense does read DAISY files, but it doesn't connect directly to, to Bookshare. So you download the book on your PC and then transfer it to, oh. to the to BookSense, um, it might be that the, the stream and the other devices are, because they're newer, they might be more sophisticated, they might uh, connect directly. I really don't know. No, I, I think I've heard it. I heard the term Bookshare in the device. Uh, I'm just hoping oh, that okay. it'll be an if easy thing. If it's there, then, then they, they probably do, yes. Okay, that might be useful for your demo as well on the 26th. Yes. I think Karen Rasmus there from Edit Micro. I'm not sure that uh, I've heard that the Victor stream has got a wireless connection, but then whether that's only to your PC, I, I don't know. So Gerrit, Gerrit from Edit Micro, I think would be your best person to approach there to help you. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. We'll, we'll, we'll check up before the launch so that at the launch we can give yeah. all the relevant and correct and complete information. Cool. Thank you, Krista. Pleasure. Hi, uh, Krista, I'm glad you covered um, uh, how long you have to read because it was something I wanted to ask. Then the other thing is you mentioned audio only uh, or what is the position, position with MP3? Um, I think you did mention it at one stage they were looking at, at MP3 as a format. Yeah, look, currently there's the big difference between the SA Library for the Blind and Tape Aids is that Library for the Blind's books are in DAISY 2 audio format. And the SA Library for the Blind's books are just MP3 files. Now, um, Bookshare, uh, Benetech, who, who run Bookshare, are working on um, adapting the, the site so that they uh, um, mp3 files only can also be stored that is not available yet but they, they're working on that they do have the other format the daisy 2 audio format but as i explained the, the issue is there there's there's a bug in the two cell phone apps with the downloading of those files although they can play them thanks very much okay Manati? 
Albert, you want to unmute? Can, can you hear me now? Clearly, Peter Albert, clearly. Ah, uh, great stuff. Um, just, 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 just to comment on the the question regarding the stream. Uh, you said you certainly can connect to Bookshare because that is one of the one of the options on the uh, online menu. Um, and uh, I've tried it, in fact, I tried it yesterday and uh, <clears throat> it asked for your email address, et cetera, et cetera. It does take a bit, well, obviously it'll depend on, on your internet connection but yes, you definitely can connect to Bookshare with, with no difficulty at all. Coming to my question, Christo. Firstly, I want to also firstly thank uh, Louis Strachan for an excellent uh, presentation. And as far as you're concerned, Christo, you never cease to, to, to be so marvelous. Thanks very much. Now, the question I have, and which might be a, dil a, a dilemma for my wife and I, in that we are both book readers and we use the same email address. Now, <clears throat> the problem might arise, well, I'm hoping it doesn't, but this is where I need clarity. Um, will we be able to use the same email address uh, for both of us, bearing in mind that firstly, we both have different tastes and secondly, well, I'll be, I'll be reading Braille and she'll be using audio. Thank you. Uh, does it matter, Peter Albert? You, you both can connect with it. You both can download books, whatever books. There, there would be, wouldn't be any restrictions, so I can't see that it even matters. Mm. She's saying you can carry on, Andre. Thank you very much. Um, again, an excellent presentation. Christo, thank you very much. Uh, I'm there. I have you as partner on Blind Desire Assist. Is I'm the program coordinator, and it's not always easy to get presenters. I think this afternoon's show was excellent. Thanks to Lois, uh, and thanks to Krista. Very informative show. Um, just a bit on, in two weeks' time, the 5th of October. Um, I'm also going to allow a bit more time for that, so I'm not going to have three presenters necessarily. We're going to have Karen Schmidt, Karen Schmidt, from the Vodacom Special Needs Service online to talk to us about the Vodacom Special Needs Service. There's been a lot of questions around this uh, lately. And of course, those of us who are registered are appreciating the five gigabytes of data. They're giving us free every month now. Um, as I just tell everybody, just bear in mind, we won't be talking about phones, which phone is the best, or which operating system is the best. 
Karim doesn't cannot answer that, it's going to be about the Vodacom special needs service only. Then we're thinking of a second presentation, which would either be Uber Apps, uh, Uber Eats, for those who are hungry, or maybe Dolby On. But we'll send out the media release. Thank you very much, and I hope that you enjoy today's excellent show, Blind, Blind SA Assist, and it will be available on our podcast folder very shortly. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Thank Good. you. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you. You. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. Denise. I'm here. Have you received my application for Bookshare membership? Oh, no, I can't hear you with the Thank you and bye bye. Okay, I'll email you, did. Don't, oh, thanks, Denise. Thank you.